You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. So guys, I have to tell you, the other day, I was actually just randomly browsing through Instagram and instantly I was looking on my feed and there was a phrase that just jumped off of the screen at me, grind a holic. And where I saw that word grindaholic uh, is actually on Tatiana's page. Hi, Tatiana. Thanks for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So I saw that and it was part of, it's part of like a a campaign that you're doing with your business and everything. So I'm so happy you're here because I need to know more about this because I feel like this is an issue I have. I am a legit grindaholic. So can you tell me what is Grindaholics Anonymous, your business? Yes, absolutely. So I am an agency and team operations coach. So I primarily work with entrepreneurs that are coaches, agency owners, product-based businesses, brick and mortar businesses, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And I work to help them really refine the way that they run their business, hire a team of expert players so that they can delegate better and really start to stay in their zone of genius as the CEO. Um, And so Grindaholics Anonymous is the name of my coaching program, which is quickly just becoming my whole brand. And essentially I came up with it because I was just thinking about, you know, my ideal client and what they're going through and what they're thinking in their head, like day after day. And I started to realize that like, we have this like addiction to working. Um, Mm -hmm. We have this addiction to um, just putting in maximum effort at all times thinking that that's what's going to get us to the, to the result. And so Grindaholics Anonymous is all about detoxing yourself from those mindsets and really moving towards just more sustainability in your life and in your business and creating your business structure in a way that actually allows you to live the life that you want versus working just as much as you did when you, you know, you had your job. So that's kind of how it it came to be. I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, um, I feel like as a grindaholic, somebody that definitely needs your services, I feel like something that you said in there was so key. It's like you could almost grind so much when you're trying to do every single aspect of your business yourself that you burn yourself out. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a problem that a lot of smaller entrepreneurs have. Um, So next here, like I mentioned, I'm a grindaholic and I would like to know what career tips you have for entrepreneurs like me who kind of, you know, either we have a business that has a lot of different facets to it and we don't have that budget yet to kind of delegate and everything. Um, What tips do you have? Absolutely. So I think a lot of the things that you would do to optimize the way your team runs, it starts before you even have the team. So I think the very first thing that entrepreneurs can do is to just get really clear on the vision that you have for your life and for your business. And it doesn't have to be this 10, 15 year plan. It could just be, what do you want the next year to look like? But it also goes past money. It's not just about how much money you want to make. It's about what do you want your uh, workflow to be like, right? Like, what do you want to do day in and day out? What are the tasks that you never want to have to do as you grow and scale your business? Uh, What kind of support do you imagine yourself having? So having that clarity early on is so beneficial because when you don't have it, um, I have clients all the time who are running seven figure businesses that they actually don't like anymore 
mm-hmm. or that they feel like they have mentally outgrown and they want to do something different, but they built this whole team around it and they didn't realize it was happening because they had lost sight of their vision, or maybe they even never identified it to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be the first thing. I think the next thing is really just starting to identify what you actually need help with. Because a lot of entrepreneurs think that you can't hire until you're making 10 or $20,000 a month. Mm -hmm. But I have clients in my program that make four or $5,000 a month that are hiring people. And also it's about knowing that hiring someone doesn't mean having someone to work 40 hours a week in your business with benefits, right? You could Mm -hmm. start out with contractor support as little as five hours a week. And that could completely change the way that you, you know, kind of function day to day in your business. Definitely, for sure. Kind of uh, early on getting some some help. Um, sure. Thank you for that. Um, so one thing, though, that I want to kind of make sure I zero in on a little bit is balance. We hear that so much, right? Like we have to be balanced. You touched on, you know, delegating where you can, maybe getting, you know, some contractors and things like that. But is there anything else that we can kind of do? I feel like there's that growing period, that period like, you know, between year one and year five, where because it's a startup, there's so much work to do. There's so much that has to be built out. But you, you know, you're not even making 4,000 yet, you know what I mean? But you're spending, you know, 100 hours a week (laughs) on, you know, trying to get things up and running. Any tips for that kind of just really in the beginning stages? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the very, very beginning, I think it's about having um, guidance. I think a lot of people make very few dollars per month for a very long time Mm -hmm. because they don't seek that guidance. So there is an investment that's typically required with that. Um, You know, I have invested, shoot, at this point, probably $100,000 in my business over the Mm -hmm. course of time. It didn't start there, right? It started with, you know, doing someone's 90-minute session for $500 to get a plan for how I was going to launch my next offer or something like that, right? But Mm -hmm. I, I just think you have to put some skin in the game. Um, and you're going to spin your wheels for a really long time if you don't get guidance from someone who's been where you've been and is where you want to be. Um, so that would be one. And then I think the next thing is just whatever your service is that you're selling, making sure that you both you know enjoy it and you're really good at it, but it's also something that's actually a need from the people that you're trying to sell it to. Um, in the last, I would say since COVID, there's been such a surge in the number of businesses that have started. So I think now more than ever, it's just important to be able to differentiate yourself in the, in the, you know, the market and appealing to people past just the the typical jargon that we used to use to, to be able to sell our our services. So it's a, it's a slow build. I mean, it, it took me a long time to get, um, to where I am now, but, I think if I look back, having mentorship, being willing to say, I don't know everything and being willing, being willing to put my money where my mouth is, right? Taking money from my corporate job to shovel it into my business or working those nights, um, nights and weekends. But on the flip side of that, you know, a lot of times you're working really hard, but you're working in circles or you're working inefficiently because you haven't begun to dig into your operations and the way that you're, you're actually running your business. So I don't think it's ever too soon to start looking at that, that kind of stuff. Mm, Very nice. Thank you so much. 
And um, especially for women, I feel like this is a challenge because, you know, many of us are mothers or we have, you know, just so many other, you know, responsibilities and things that we have to do. So um, how do you say, is there anything specifically that you could say to us as women that will help us learn to delegate tasks in our businesses and help build some sort of a team structure? Yeah. So um, this is probably an off the wall answer, but a lot of us women, we are very used to doing a lot of the things that need to get done in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. We're, you know, the mom, we're the wife, we're the sister, the daughter, we're, we're all the things, we're the business owner. So I think delegating at its core is about a release of control. It's about, a, it's about putting trust in other people. And that feels really challenging for us sometimes. So I think flexing that muscle as often as you can is really going to set you up for success in your business. So what can you outsource at home first, right? What what, uh, services could you potentially invest in in your home, whether that be a housekeeper that comes once every couple of weeks, um, a laundry service where you can have your laundry picked up and taken away and brought back clean, um, a meal prep company, um, someone to do your grocery shopping for you, whatever the, the case may be. But the sooner you get comfortable with the idea that I don't have to do everything for it to be successful, whatever it is, I don't have to fold the laundry in order for the laundry to get folded. As soon as you can grasp that concept, you're going to be so much more willing to delegate in your own business, right? Um, And then when it comes to like the business side of things, I think it's just about starting really, really small, identifying what is the most impactful thing that someone could help me with today. Anytime you hire someone, they either need to help you make more money or have more time. And if you're lucky, you'll get both of those, right? So Mm -hmm. chances are in the beginning stages, it's about how can I make more money? So really strategically outlining like, who do I, what is the number one thing keeping me from making more money right now? Is it creating better content on social media? Well, maybe I could hire a social media person to work a couple hours in my business to help me take my content to the next level. But that trust of trusting someone to do that for you, that doesn't come easy. And so that's why I kind of suggest starting at home, like delegating in your personal life and then letting that, um, that newfound uh, trust, I guess, overflow into your business. Wow. Yeah, I think um I really like kind of the way you broke that down. I think that um, especially for us mom entrepreneurs, women in business, right? Delegating some of the home tasks could really be beneficial because it will free up your time. You know, then you're not folding the laundry for, you know, three, four hours a week or whatever it is, that's three, four hours a week that you can spend on, you know, building your business. So that might be a way kind of in the beginning to just alleviate some stress and, you know, take one weight and shift it somewhere else that could be cost effective. Um, Because I know, you know, a lot of us here um, on the podcast, we're very much into, um, you know, making the use of our money and making the use of our time. So that I feel like is is really a good way to look at it. Thank you so much for that. Um, So let's talk about your backstory a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about your backstory? Um, Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll try to make this not 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so I started in, I guess you could say college. So I um, have always been very operations 
focused. I studied operations in school. Um, I initially thought I was going to go on to manage hotel chains and resorts and that kind of thing. Um, decided that wasn't the path for me, but I did take a job right out of college as a district manager for a popular grocery chain called Aldi. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about four, four years or so. Um, during the time that I was there, I managed five really high sales volume stores that were producing a million or close to a million dollars a month in revenue. And essentially my job was to make sure that all five of my stores were doing really, really well, that the numbers were good, the staff was happy, the turnover was good, all of that. And so I had to learn how to manage my five store managers so that they could learn how to manage their teams. Mm -hmm. So collectively I'm overseeing like 70 people. Um, I had hired and fired, you know, a combination of probably about a hundred people during the time I was there. And I really, really enjoyed the work that I did. I just didn't enjoy the environment that I did it in. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had little side hustles through middle school, all the way you know, through college. Um, my last endeavor was a healthy vending machine company that I had sold once I started at Aldi. And I started to kind of create my exit plan. So I started an auto brokerage with my father, um, buying and selling used cars here in Atlanta. And that was the gig that helped me quit my job. Um, so I quit and I started to really build my coaching business. Back then I was just helping people start their business because I thought like, oh, Tatiana, you've had all these successful businesses. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is, this is you know, your, your, uh, your destiny or whatever, right? And so I started doing it and I hated it. I hated it so much. I was selling like a $70 course. I was struggling to make ends meet. I went from making six figures a year to like 2000 a month, if that. And I was really, really struggling to maintain a lifestyle and not have to go back to work. Um, so long story short, after a lot of trial and error, I just really started to get clear on my own vision and figured out that like, I did want to incorporate my corporate skill set. I just didn't know how. Um, and so I just decided, you know, I want to bridge the gap between the structure of corporate and the flexibility of entrepreneurship because entrepreneurs online are a lot like my store managers where they are really good at what they do. They know how to do that thing, but the idea of bringing other people, other team members into the mix to then scale it bigger, that's where we kind of get stumped, right? There's not enough education online about how to grow your business with a team. Um, and so I literally took the exact thing I got really, really good at at Aldi. We went from being one of the worst performing districts to in the top three. I literally just took what I learned there and translated it into the online space, started working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, started hosting workshops and they were getting really good results. And then I started my program in 2021. Um, so yeah, once I got really clear on what I wanted, um, the money came, you know, the money came relatively quickly, but the year before that, it was, it was tough. But in reality, my focus was so split. I was trying to do the car business. I was trying to sell these courses. I was also a real estate agent at the, like I got my license. So I have, you know, my focus split in all these places. Um, but the moment I, I fixated on the one thing, everything just kind of, you know, amplified. And so now my program just celebrated its one year anniversary. We've had over 60 students, um, tons of success stories. They've hired probably hundreds of people collectively. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for, for the journey. 
Wow. So it sounds like to me, you were a legit grindaholic. Like you was grinding (laughs) really hard. You know, you got your hat, you know, it's the car business and real estate and this and that. And then then that's just my point. You know, it's like you kind of have to get to a point where you say, okay, I I cannot do all of this. You know, like you can't. Sure. Yeah. I I like how you had the one uh, business that kind of was, you know, the backbone or the funding, if you will, it sounded like for what you're currently doing. But um, I think that's what we have to realize as entrepreneurs is that, you know, if there's only one of you and it sounds like, you know, you had, uh, you know, some good funds going in. But for those of us who don't, you know, you're not going to have the funds to run all of those businesses and you're not going to have the time um, to run, you know, all those different businesses. So just getting really fine tuned, focusing kind of on one uh, stream, if you will. Uh, until you grow and then you can be a serial entrepreneur and then you can, but you're grinding at like a higher level then, um, if that makes sense. So um, thank you so much for that uh, uh, backstory. So now let's talk a little bit more about um, Grindaholics. If there's anyone um, listening who's interested um, in your Grindaholics course, what can they expect? What's different about what you're offering? Yeah, so a lot of um, programs, courses online, they're going to teach you how to make money, how to launch, how to get more clients, how to market better, how to refine your messaging. And all of those things are so, so important. They help you get to the point of needing Grindaholics. But I think what's different about Grindaholics is we don't just teach you how to make money in your business. We teach you how to run a business. And not just any business, but like a business that allows you to have the freedom and the flexibility that you actually started the business for in the first place. Um, We work with a lot of moms. We work with a lot of um, expecting um, moms. So people who are planning for maternity leave, they'll join the program with the goal of, hey, Tatiana, I want to be ready by September to take 12 weeks off or more to be able to, you know, welcome my baby into the world. Um, And so in the program, we're teaching you how to, you know, figure out what you want, right? A lot of programs are teaching you how to create offers and products and stuff based on what your clients want. But what that does is it just trains you to stop honoring your own desires in business and to only do what other people want and other people expect of you. So we do that. Um, we teach you how to build a team. So you learn how to hire. You have a hard skill um, when you leave. Um, we teach you a full hiring process. We teach you how to onboard, how to train, how to communicate with your team day to day. So what it looks like to manage a bunch of clients and a team at the same time, um, how to really build company culture. And I think the biggest thing, like Anybody who tells you their experience about the program, they're going to tell you about who they hire. They're going to tell you how they're making double the money now and they're working half the hours. But the biggest takeaway is that they actually feel like and identify as the CEO. So many people are uncomfortable calling themselves the CEO of their business because they don't even feel like it. So many people, you know, are still calling their businesses side hustles and our little business and our little thing because we are so bogged down in the tasks that we never get the time to, to be big and to be the actual like business owners that we are. And so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing from the program is like you not only feel like the CEO, but you have the tools to stay in that seat and to really take your company to seven, eight figures, you know, whatever, whatever your desire is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's special. 
And then of course, you know, the community. So there are business owners of all types. Like I said, agency owners, coaches, estheticians, dietitians, um, therapy practice owners, marketing agencies, business coaches, sex coaches, like all kinds of stuff. Um, but it, it just creates this beautiful mastermind type feel on our calls because everyone comes from different walks of life is making different amounts of money in their business, but we all have one common goal and they're all working towards it. So. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. So um, it sounds like a main component of what you do is, you know, kind of um, teaching people how to uh, hire and how to onboard and how to um, really find good staff to support yeah. them. Um, so then another question would be, what does the actual experience itself look like? Is this delivered via webinars? Is this delivered, you know, um, on an online platform that's interactive? Is, is it an ebook? What can they really expect? Yeah, so it's a six month program and it is like an online learning platform, like you said. Um, so we have, um, like modules, so content that they go through um, online, they can go through it at their own pace, uh, self-paced, you know, you can join at any time. And then we have a standing coaching call every Wednesday. On top of that, we have a systems call once a month where you can get support on like how to make better systems in your business. And then we have like one-off guest speakers and that kind of thing. Um, our communities managed to do a Facebook group. And then once a year, we have a really big um, retreat where people come from all over the world to Atlanta um, to kind of learn some next level content where we kind of dig into some of the more leadership focused topics. But yeah, so it's, it's self-paced as far as the curriculum goes, but then you come to the calls to get additional support, um, ask questions, and then we just have, you know, a lot of really productive conversation. Nice. Very nice. Okay, guys, um, this has been very informative. Thank you so much for sharing this information with us on your business, Grindaholics. Um, all of Tatiana's info will be linked in the episode, ladies. So if you're interested um, in kind of, you know, getting some uh, guidance on how to um, onboard, how to hire, and how to really kind of level up your business, definitely reach out. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.